Singularity by Bill DeSmet. Copyright 2004 by William H. DeSmet. All rights reserved. Chapter 45 Mopping Up Jonathan, can you hear me? The familiar voice seemed to be coming from the same direction as the glaring green after-images. Mycroft? Knox could barely hear his own words over the ringing in his ears. Yes, Jonathan, it's me. Knox shook his head. That didn't seem right somehow, unless... If you're supposed to be guiding me toward the light, you're going to have to talk me through it. I can't see a damned thing. Yes, I am sorry about our Sonnet Lumiere entrance. I managed to convince Euripides that barging into this facility with conventional guns blazing would have been ill-advised. The effects of the flashbang grenades should be wearing off in a minute or two. Mycroft, if I'm not dead, what are you doing here? The people that Crom sent to pick up Mariana uh, persuaded me to accompany the Antipode Expeditionary Force. It meant doing my biofeedback exercises six hours running just to survive the trip. But when Euripides explained, rather forcefully, I might add, that the alternative was indictment for violations of the Homeland Security Act, well, I... Wait a minute. Euripides? You mean Pete? Pete Aristos? Knox's vision had cleared to the point where he could make out a fuzzy gray outline. Mycroft's head, nodding a yes. He'll want to talk to you himself, I'm sure, but he's rather busy just now with the mopping-up operations. Knox blinked again. He could see now, sort of, well enough to tell he was still in the control room of Antipode Station, well enough to watch as several black-garbed SWAT team types rounded up Grecian's stunned guards and council critters while others fanned out to take up positions along the rim of the observation gallery. Pete'll keep, Knox said, struggling to his feet. Give me a hand here. Mycroft helped him up. Knox turned to look back down at the control room floor. Galena's body was nowhere to be seen. He hoped that she wasn't being treated as just another detail to be mopped up, that wherever she was, they were taking good care of her. He turned back to his friend. Jesus, Mycroft, it is you. Knox was about to grab him and give him a hug when he remembered whom he was dealing with. He settled for saying, When I asked, What were you doing here? I didn't mean here specifically. I meant anywhere. Why am I still alive, in other words? Mycroft hung his head sheepishly. Jonathan, I must apologize for taking leave so abruptly. Even without the guns, crowds make me nervous. Exiting down the ventilator shaft behind my desk seemed the better part of valor. But I saw you almost cut in two. I saw... Knox paused, considering exactly what it was he had seen. Then... Oh. Yes, Jonathan. You saw my holographic doorman, running in real time courtesy of an auxiliary projector in the sub-basement. I had little choice, you know. Your assailant seemed the sort to burn Weathertop to the ground rather than leave witnesses behind. It was either present them with a reasonable facsimile of a corpse 
or risk having them do the job in actuality. Fortunately, all that smoke was just the thing for projecting a nice, solid image. Except when you walk through those oak beams, try stepping around them next time. Incorporeality kind of spoils the effect. I sincerely hope there is not going to be a next time, Jonathan. I'm not sure I'd enjoy working for these crom people on a long-term basis, to say nothing of the places they transact business in. His eyes nervously scanned the arched ceiling above their heads, as if expecting it to collapse at any moment under the hundreds of atmospheres of water pressure just outside. A client is a client, after all, Mycroft. Mycroft inclined his head, not so much in acknowledgment of this time-hallowed truth as to practice that biofeedback thing he did. When he looked up, the twitchiness was back in its box again. Well, on the bright side, they do seem to get things done in their way. Uh-huh, like showing up here in time to save our butts. How'd they manage that, incidentally? Oh, readily enough given that Euripides had convinced the Office of Naval Research to loan him an experimental stealth submersible. The Picard is quiet enough, in silent running mode, that we were able to lurk right outside Antipode's auxiliary airlock until we received Mariana's all-clear. After that, we just fitted the universal docking collar and cut our way in. One of Krom's body-armored Borgs walked up to them. A voice issued from behind the Vectran visor. Dr. Lawrence, Mr. Aristos would appreciate a word with you, sir. A nod over to the guardrail ringing the gallery where Pete was haranguing a dejected-looking Sasha. Yes, of course. The Borg moved off to Mycroft's evident relief. Well, guns and crowds did make him nervous, and here he had to contend with both. Mycroft sighed. An analyst's work is never done. Will you be all right, Jonathan? Funny to hear Mycroft asking him that. Yeah, sure, you go ahead. Knox walked with his friend to the shattered control room door and out into the bay. And tell Pete to go easy on Sasha. He may be the only one left that can tell us how to keep this place running. Until you've done your own analysis, that is. To be sure. Mycroft smiled and made as if to leave, then paused. Speaking of analysis, you seem to have done a fair job of it here yourself, in that idiosyncratic way of yours. You must tell me all about it when you get the chance. Long as you're buying the beer. Oh, I suspect it will be Peter Ristos buying the beer for some time, Jonathan. Quite some time to come. Mycroft turned and walked off in the direction of Archon's new meal ticket. Two arms encircled his waist from behind, a new voice, decidedly female and very welcome, breathed a hi in his ear. Knox worked his way around till he was facing Mariana, still locked in her embrace. She had thrown a lab coat over her torn blouse, but was otherwise just as disheveled and just as magnificent-looking as before. "'You've got to stop sneaking up on people like that,' he said, and kissed her. Not that I minded you sneaking up on the late Mr. Galazza, of course, he added, when an opportune moment arrived. Were you going to tell me how you got loose, or must I guess? Guess away, she said, her lips brushing his cheek. The way you staged that scuffle with the guard just before we left Rusalka? Great verisimilitude. Still and all, 
it did not entirely escape notice that the bottle of sticky web solvent was gone from the desktop when the dust had cleared. Wow! Her breath tickled his ear again. You must be a trained analyst. After another long moment, Mariana pulled away and glanced over to where Pete Aristos was eyeing them curiously. You know how this works by now, John. She disengaged herself, gently. Debriefing first, displays of affection later. Well worth the wait, I can assure you. Now, talk. How did you do whatever it was you did? So he did what he always did. He talked. Listening to Singularity by Bill DeSmet.